0: Welcome, Spacers. Really thankful to have with us today, Matt McGee, for this show. I've known him for years, decades, maybe, and I think I've may we may have crossed emails in the '90s. So it's it's been a while, but uh, I've known him mostly for his YouTube U- 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 uh, fan site, which is uh, at youtube.com, which is pretty much outgrown and or outlasted everyone else's fan YouTube site on the web, I think. So it's. uh, I think the rumor is that it's the the site where the band members of YouTube go to settle bets on when they play gigs because they can't uh, remember because their brains are are scattered as mine, so. But I digress. Um, Another of Matt's claim to fame is search engine optimization or SEO, uh, which is something that's kind of always haunted me because as a web developer, I don't normally, you know, now it's more so than than it used to be, but handle a lot of marketing chores. So, and and I was always told as a web designer, um, you know, from other web designers that all I had to worry about was building a great site with great content and you'll get SEO naturally. But there's still people who do search engine optimization for a business and uh, they still freelance it, consult it. So, you know, in my... doing the right thing, is it is it not? So thankfully, I you know, broke down the, the email wall and I reached out to Matt, who agreed to uh, uh, with me to stop talking to each other and uh, just sit down uh, after a couple of decades and just sit down and uh, talk about search engine optimization and also the difference between white and black hat SEO and where I can get those cool hats and all this sort of cool stuff. Uh, just some show notes, um, I'll be hosting a couple of virtual conferences in November. First one is about UX. It's called UX Rebels Summit on November 17th. Uh, it's great for freelancers as well as any UX professional who wants to get ahead in um, in their field. So uh, check that one out at uxrebelssummit.com. Um, and after that, it's two days filled with wonderful SAS. So CSS and SAS sessions. Um, it's going to be at sasssummit.com. And then... Um, Shows for non-breaking space, please uh, be sure to go to iTunes, search for non-breaking show in the podcast area, and subscribe so you always get the latest show. And if you wouldn't mind, while you're there, uh, please write down a, a five-star review. Uh, they really help us uh, get motivated to do, to, to do the show and you know we could be working on our SEO or something like that. So, I don't know. Um, also, uh, just, just something kind of random: uh, if you're a fan of the show and listen to it, yes, you, uh, and you don't mind doing a little voice work for us, would you like to have, uh, like, record a bumper or something like that? Uh, give us a holler on Twitter at NBSPTV on Twitters. And we'd like, you know, just get in touch with you to do a little, like, uh, bumper and so people don't have to hear my voice all the time. So uh, that's it for now. Enjoy the show, and we'll talk soon. Welcome, Matt. Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Cool. Well, thanks for being here on, on Numbering Space. So- thanks for having me. Oh, no um, so there's lots of things we uh, want we'll to talk to you about. But uh, the first thing that we always talk about is uh, how did you get onto the web? Anyway. Wow.
1: So how did I get on the web? It was – actually, it goes back uh, – I was going to start around the early 1990s. But I think it actually goes back to when I was in college – at Pepperdine um, University, we had in our dorm. They installed while well, this was while I was there, which was '86 through '90. Mm-hmm. They installed um, you know one of the old Apple computers in each dorm. They had a little you know separate space for it, and as I recall, it had internet access. Whatever you know, and I don't remember what you know the internet was even like at that point, but I just knew that I could get on and do some real basic types of research and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure that's what it was intended for. I actually remember (laughs) playing a golf game on it a lot more than using it for studying. Um, But I, I was fascinated with it, uh, you know, from like the minute they installed it. And then when I got out of college, one of my first jobs was doing news at a tiny little, um, a little cable TV station in Bishop, California, mm-hmm. and they gave me a little Macintosh SE, you know, one of the all-in-one box kind of things. Oh, nice! And I think I had, a, I think I had a CompuServe account, um, and so I could use that to like get press releases from the state offices in Sacramento and stuff like that. So those were, I think that those were probably my first. Uh, experiences with being online would have been college and
0: first job, oh, wow. um, out of school. Okay. So, what was your did your job entail you to get online and with CopyServe, or just were you just checking email for your business or for the news?
1: Yeah, I think you know it was a, it was a um, it was a, it's a really small town. It's on the east side of the Sierra Nevada Mountains, so it's really you know in a remote part of California, and there was. There, there, you know, so like four hours north of Los Angeles, you know, the other side of the mountains from Sacramento and San Francisco. And I think there was just this sense that if we had a computer with Internet access, I might be able to, you know, get news related to, you know, it was a little TV operation. So, you know, you know, you wanted news, you know, statewide news that would, you know, that would impact, you know, viewers in the small town. So, I think there was just a sense that it was probably the easiest way to connect to what was going on on the other side of the mountains. Um, I don't remember using it for email or anything even at that point i just, I remember because I didn't know anybody else that was online. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I remember just just trying to to scour for news from whatever sources uh, could find. I mean, I didn't start doing email till. I guess it was February of 1994, I bought a Macintosh Performa. Mm
0: Oh,
1: nice. um, You know, just one of those big, it was, you know, this ugly, just flat kind of thing. And it was like, you know, $2,500, which, you know, you laugh at now, right? Because, you know, you get a computer that's a thousand times more powerful for a fraction of the price. But anyway, that's when I first started doing email, would it be around the mid-90s or so, 94.
0: Right. Is that when, is it, and when you decided to get into web as a career, I guess? Like, it was your first, like, web focused job?
1: Yeah. Um, from 19, let's see, I start, I was, uh, I'm in Tri Cities, Washington right now. Um, and I, my wife and I moved here in 1994, I think it was. So we'd already had a computer for a while. And, Around 1995, so I was on AOL at first, and then around 1995, I found a local ISP that was, you know, quote, the real internet, not AOL, mm. and so I got an account there and started building, um, you know, building websites, but I was still doing TV sports at that time. I was the six, I was the sports director for the CBS station here in town, oh, nice. and um, so I would, you know, I was Monday through Friday, six o'clock news, 11 o'clock news, go out and cover games and all that sort of stuff and but i was always fascinated with the internet and so in like 1995 i started this you know mondays are always really slow in the sports world um so on monday nights i started doing this uh this segment on the late sportscast the monday at 11 o'clock sportscast called nothing but net which is where i just did like this two-minute thing where i talked about some sports-related website and you know i thought it was really cool at the time but in looking back at it now i'm thinking you know there were probably like five people in our viewership that you know had the internet at this point and they're probably just like clicking to another channel and <laughs> right. you're know, like i don't know what this guy's talking about so that's when i first, i mean that was my first fascination i think was was 94 95 and then around 90 it was 1997 i decided to get out of television and i took a job um with the local isp hmm. uh, here in town um they were looking to add a web designer, web developer, and all that sort of stuff. So that was, I mean, that was my first web job was building websites for small businesses, uh, you know, here in here in the Tri-Cities. So that was nineteen September
0: 1997. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, do you know what type of sites you built? Like uh, just, you know, what what tools, like 97 would be, I don't know what tools you'd be using. Was it just Mac Media Dreamweaver or... I I think was I was that
1: pre dreamweaver?
0: Yeah, that's pre dreamweaver like you said like BB edit maybe or
1: I'm trying to think uh, we did not use front page. I know that cuz yeah. my boss was very anti mm. anti front page. Mm. Um but we I eventually used dreamweaver, but I don't think it was in 97. I think that was before I don't remember what. Boy, that's a good question. There yeah. you know what? There was there was an Apple program that I think was called Apple Homepage. Does that yeah. sound all familiar?
0: That there was a there's Adobe uh home site product maybe, uh I don't know, homepage. I don't know. Man.
1: What a blast from the past. I wish I could remember. It was yeah. I mean look, I mean they were crummy
0: terrible websites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just go fast forward a little bit, but uh so now you do uh, search engine Optimization. Like you, you were a Sultan for search engine marketing. So, how, like so how did you go from building websites to to doing um, search engine optimization and marketing? And
1: there, there was we, we um, like I said, we had a number of small business clients, and y- y- like I said, they were pretty crummy websites, but they were happy with them, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we build websites for, you know, these small businesses. It might be, I think, you know, there was a winery in town that we had, a restaurant. Um, and then there was, I mean, probably the one that I remember the most from back then was this, uh, you know, the older folks, super, super people, uh, probably both in their 60s or so, retired. And they, you know, literally had, uh, you know, small business running out of their garage. The gentleman was, uh, a, he, he like handcrafted wooden pens and stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: And then his wife, she, uh, she made and painted these real intricate, um, uh, like duck decoys and stuff like that. So literally working out of their garage and they wanted to sell stuff online. And so we built their website and we built, you know, this is 1999 or so. So, and we built, we didn't have the, uh, you know, shopping cart e-commerce software. So the, The programmers on staff, they had to, like, build this stuff from scratch. There was no, like, you know, real off-the-shelf option that I recall, at least. So we built them this website. You know, people could order online if you wanted these, you know, really nice handcrafted pens or decoys or whatever. Um, And it was working fine, but they came to us and said, you know, hey, the website's great, and the people that know about it, you know, they like it, but we're not selling enough products. And, you know, so how do we get more people to find our website? And so that was when I said, all right, well, I got to learn, you know, how search engines work. Uh, So this was 1999. Um, You know, Yahoo still had a directory at that point. Uh, Google was just, you know, like just like months old. So it was not even really on the radar at that point, but it was like excite.com and lycos.com and Alta Vista. Um, Those would have been the, you know, the most important search engines back then. So it was, so how I switched from, you know, doing, I mean, I didn't really switch. It was just sort of an add on because we were building these websites and they were fine, but nobody was finding them. So it was like, all right, well now we got to add this extra service
0: to what we offer our clients. Okay, Cool. And so in search engines, you know, I just, you know, you just went to throw it the list, but I just want to say like search engines are just, you know, Google now, um, is it just, is it Google Bing? is there, there's just, uh, I'm not sure what Excite is anymore, but, uh, but, uh, I don't just,
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly, it's, it's, you know, here in the U S it's, uh, you know, Google and Bing. if you go to other countries like in Europe, you know, Google has like 90 to 95% market share, wow. um, uh, you know, Bing has very little uh, usage outside the U.S. Um, in, here in the U.S., it depends on, you know, which source you look at. You know, some sources generally say that Google's about 70% market share. Bing is about, you know, 20. And then, you know, Yahoo, you know, 8 or 10 and, and that sort of stuff. So it's mostly, you know, it's mostly when people think search engines, obviously Google comes to mind first, then there's Bing. But also, you um, you know, I mean, you if you're looking, if you're you know walking around with a friend and you're looking for a place to have restaurant, and you fire up your Yelp app, I mean, that's a search engine too. you right, you're right. you're doing the search for a local restaurant. Um, you know, Foursquare, and uh, you know, there, there's so there's different kind, there's there's a lot of you know more vertical, more uh, niche oriented search engines.
0: So, so you, you so you were got interested in, in search engine, I guess marketing and advertising. I guess I don't know if it's a better word marketing, but uh, in terms of Search engine placement would that be part of the things that you looked into and, and you got deeper and deeper into that? Or,
1: yeah, it was. Um, I happened to to there. There's a a, a website that existed uh, back in the day, uh, still exists, um, mm-hmm. uh, called Search Engine Watch, which yeah. was founded uh, created by a guy named Danny Sullivan, who happens to be my boss right now. Um, and it was, I mean, he started it. I think I want to say around '95 or '96. And it was just, you know, his story was similar to mine. It was, you know, for him because he was doing uh, web development and websites and needed to figure out how search engines worked and how the Yahoo directory worked and all that sort of stuff. So he created this site where, you know, he just shared all this great information about, you know, what he learned. And so it became sort of this, you know, international resource for anybody that wanted to, you know, to learn about how this stuff works and, uh, yeah, I mean, if you ask just about anybody that's been around in the search marketing industry now, they will tell you that they probably started by finding this web by finding Danny's website. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's that. That's I mean, it's just it's you know, it's, it's it's what you did, and and you know, it was a fantastic resource. And there's a lot of self self education. I mean, it's you know, it's like you know, I imagine you with with doing design and web work. You know, back in the day, there wasn't any formal training in this sort of stuff, right? Right. So you just kind of, you know, you you kind of learned as you went and, and figured it out yeah. on your own. That's the, I mean, that's the way it was, you know, for the search marketing industry for sure.
0: Okay, I, I come I come ill prepared, I guess, is, is to, to this conversation. <laughs> is that uh, you know I can talk about building websites. And we can talk about uh, you know what goes into it. We can talk about the back end and some. That. I, I mean, I, I can talk about it uh, to some degree, and then but when it comes to search engineering marketing and placement, I just, you know, from what I gather, you know, we have, uh, we have content strategists now who, uh, you know, that, you know, we put a heavy reliance on strategy of content. We have responsive design, which kind of a little dictates how much content we put up about that. Uh, but, you know, in general, it's been like, from what I could gather, you know, from my years of being wood, wood designer and following the, the career, like the whole industry is that for a century engine placement, it's really about creating great content and, and then having people come to you and mysteriously people show up and, and have that. So I, I just, I, I, you know, I just like what, what type of, you know, there's there suites of tools out there? Is there tools to help you understand and improve SEO or is there just uh, metrics out there that, you know, because I'll give you my little bit of background with SEO. Like in the 90s, I actually back around 2000. I was actually, I worked at an agency and we bought the software. Which would go out to google and go out and get the keyword search results back and and as it relates to our clients and so and so they basically just ran a report every day and see what happened um i thought it was insanely boring (laughs) because uh the needle would the needle wouldn't move very much and uh the content you get from a, a corporate client isn't uh is stale it doesn't move you're not adding new content daily, like, a, like, you know, like a New York times or, or like, you know, industry watch magazine or whatever they have you. So it's kind of like, I find it insanely, it, it, it didn't really help matters that much. So I just, how can, um, w- what things are out there that, that people should use or, or follow what, what metrics should they follow when, when doing?
1: Well, I mean, I think, um, that, that's, well, that's sort of a broad question. <laughs> <laughs> um, to there, there are a number of tools Right. Um, and, and every year the tools that you can use, I mean, so you're talking, what, 15 years ago, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the tools just get exponentially more sophisticated and complicated and powerful. Um, so there are a number of tools that, 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 you know, SEOs and search, uh, you know, paid search people are using now social media marketers. Um, you know, there's just a variety of stuff that, that you can and, and do use. Uh, I agree with you. It can be very boring. Um, it's, uh, it's because there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I don't even know how to describe it, but but it's, it's what you're talking about. There's a lot of like sort of kicking around in the water and not making progress at first. Um, and it takes a while. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, when I would work with designers or with small business owners or big businesses, um, you know, people want instant, gratification right and in the seo world that just, that's just it doesn't work that way you don't get instant gratification if you want instant visibility then you have to go spend a lot of money and purchase you know the ads that show on the right side of uh, google's web page or sometimes at the top or the bottom um you know so that's what you need to do if you want instant stuff but you know seo takes it takes time i've always said going back you know way you know way long ago that that you know w- Think about what Google, so you do a search, Chris, you go online and you do a search. Let's say you are going to go to Hawaii and you are looking for, what are you looking for? You're looking for say, uh, tips on where to stay tips. Let's say you're looking for tips on where to stay in Hawaii, right? Which Island should you go to? So you do a search like that and Google's going to give you 10 results. Well, Google wants you to keep using Google. So it's going to show the ten pages that it thinks are the most accurate and trustworthy mm-hmm. um, So back in the day you could kind of fool Google into into you know what accuracy and trust is. There was a lot of spam going on mm-hmm. um, you know you'd stuff your web page with keywords in light text and all this sort of stuff you'd buy a bunch of fake links. Uh, or get a bunch of fake links pointing to your web page to boost the ranking and all that sort of stuff. and you know, for years, you know I would say, um, in certain industries, the spammers were pretty much winning. Um, right. I don't think that's the case as much anymore because now it really is you know when, I think really now it's it's all about trust and and accuracy and you know, in some so if you go and you do a search for Viagra or casinos or prescription drugs, there's still gonna be a lot of spam. I mean, the amount and Google will admit to this, that in some industries there's just so much crap that they are still struggling to deal with it. Right. But for the most part, if you do that Hawaii search, chances are pretty good you're gonna get 10 pretty good results there that you can that you can rely on. And so it's all about, you know, I always told clients, it's all about building trust. And you don't build trust overnight. Mm-hmm. You build trust, as you said, by creating great content, and then you've got to promote that content and get people to link to it. Not just people, but you've got to get, you know, other trusted sources to link to your content, um, to talk about your content and that sort of stuff. So, I mean, you know, big picture, I think that's probably how I would describe, Mm. you know, what SEO is all about. But it does. You're right. It it can be really boring and it takes a (laughs) while to work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's. um... So that, that's one thing is just like, you know, Google, like the one thing that, I am um, not sure if this is still true, it, uh, and it's my question, I guess, is like, back when Google, and we were trying to figure out Google and trying to like work our way, you know, deconstruct Google, was that, oh, we need, you know, it looks at how trusted our site is. So we need to get people linking, you know, in the same industry, uh, same, you know, whatever, linking back to us. And so there was like this kind of like almost... I don't know, backroom parlor, but like where people were just like, Hey, link to me, I'll link to you and all this other stuff. And so like oh, I'll get like emails from people like, Hey, link to my stuff over here and link to you, and then I'll raise everyone's uh raise everyone's votes and so. Um, which I think is like it worked great. I think, you know, it's if, if this is actually worked towards your favor, that that'd be great. But then also, uh, you know, I remember like this instance where someone was like uh that had a great website that was very popular. But then they would get like, uh, you know, just, people would write. I think they still do it. Uh, they write to websites like, hey, just put our, our links on your site and we'll move the CSS. We'll use the CSS to move the links off screen. And oh. so that way we get, uh, you know, some traffic. Okay. And that's like sort of like what, Black Hat SEO? I'm not sure. Yeah, what that's, that's, yeah called.
1: that kind of stuff. The, uh, the, it, it used to work, you know, years ago. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Does, it doesn't work so well anymore.
0: Uh, so I came across... This is just like, just rehashing like every Google trick I can think of is coming to the, to the <laughs> top here. And so I get to talk to someone who I was like, oh, <laughs> who actually knows this stuff. I'm like, oh, great. So, one uh, is, is this like uh, Google came out and said, uh, this is like, how, years, how many years ago? It was like at least four or five years ago. And to address this issue, I think, of uh, hiding things off page, but still be in the HTML, uh, like links, uh, they said, like, pretty much any negative value uh in your uh CSS is gonna be dinged or like have a negative value because you're what you're trying to what they assume you're what you're doing is trying to hide stuff offline. So and why would you want a negative value in your web page, which is crazy, right? Unless you right. have a web designer at the time pushing the boundary of what you can do. And right. you there's a lot of cool things you can do with negative values in CSS properties. So it's it's you know, so uh I don't know if that's still the case or not, but uh
1: now, I, I remember, like, I had started, I had shifted out of doing, like, I stopped doing, I was both web designer and SEO until about 2006 or though, and then I started shifting specifically to SEO, uh-huh. and, but I remember around, that, that there was, there was, there was a lot of, uh, of frustration and questions about, you know, what could you, what could you do, you, you know, with, like font repl- I mean it was like there's some really specific things right with issues yeah. with javascript and css and you know if I want to replace the the image the right. logo image with exactly font, you know with text can I do that you know and help my seo I just there was a lot of I just I remember what you're talking there's a whole lot of discussion about right. you know what how's the css how does this impact the seo I had started to shift away from building websites at that point
0: yeah yeah it's a, like there was like before we had like typekit and now we're the The trick was to actually like blow away your font, but bring an image or something like that, and, and you do that by negative values with right it. You know, so, so yeah, it was it was a great time. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, and so uh, we had a, a a search engine person. Uh, we do conferences through environments for humans, and so one of the ones we did was uh, in control in Orlando. We actually brought someone and uh, on stage, and she just had had a book out in. She just almost, like, started a near riot, as much as what designers can, can riot uh, without you know, alcohol. But uh, it was, uh, she's like, yeah. Uh, so Google came out and said, like, hey, it's okay to do X, Y, Z. Uh, you know, it won't hurt your page, which is, you know, kind of goes back to that that trick for, for negative text and to get them off the negative text and margins. Uh, and so she's like, yeah, don't, don't believe Google. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah yeah don't like don't believe everything google says uh, i was like it's like what it's like and so people were like what but well, it says that right here on the blog post I was like yeah uh just you know <laughs> so that's what they say and that's not what, like so i'm gonna put you on the spot it's like hey was you know <laughs> has google ever been like it it, it, would, it would not be in the best interest to like you know play all their all their cards on the table and say this is what we're doing while we're doing it and uh just so people can reverse engineer it but i feel like uh she was very adamant about how uh you know even though Google says one thing it doesn't mean that they're actually you know like, on the back it doesn't mean they're actually like, you know totally doing it or, or whatnot so I forgot the issue so it' was pretty pretty in a, pretty in bad light there but uh, but in your in, in covering search engine engine marketing and knowing like, that Google has such a big presence you know has there like have they been like I mean, a couple on their part for like miss, like doing things
1: they i mean I, th- I think you you hit on on the key point there is that they can't um I mean they can't reveal exactly how they do things and and because you know the the more they reveal about how web pages are ranked then the more that the you know the the questionable the the you know the spam community the black hat community um you know the the more they open that door then the black hat community you know goes starts to you know push and push and push and go through it and so you know I think over the years uh, you know, historically, you could look at, you know, what has Google said and announced and all that sort of stuff. And there's always a community of, of online marketers that takes what they say and looks for ways to, you know, sort of take advantage of it. Right. Um, you know, how can we use this, you know, to make, you know, to make our own sites rank higher and make more money and all that sort of stuff. Um and, you know, hey, that's, you know, that's capitalism and, and so be it, whatever, if you, you know, I don't want to get an argument over, you know, the, the right and wrong issue of it. But, you know, I, I I mean, I agree with Google in in the sense that, you know, they can't just reveal it all, right? right. They can't just lay everything. This is how we exactly we rank web pages. I think they've been, you know, fairly, you know, fairly clear and more transparent over time um, mm-hmm. about the changes that they make. Um, I don't know the specific case that you were talking about there. I, I without knowing what the issue was, I don't know yeah. if that, if what that, that person was saying was true or not, but right. yeah, there have been times over the years where they will say one thing and you kind of do have to read between the lines a little bit yeah. and say, Hmm, while well, they're saying this, but that may not necessarily apply in all situations and all right. cases. Okay. Um, so I do, I do think, you know, I I do think there is a little bit of reading between the lines. But like I said, they've been more transparent. They just had this big, um, uh, the mobile SEO, the mobile friendly uh, it's, is what we what we call it, the mobile friendly update that they announced back in February, and they actually the first time ever that they said, all right, this was like uh, it was early February. I think they said, starting on April twenty first, right, we are going to in our mobile search results, just just you know, just on smartphones, we're going to. Reward pages that, you know, are mobile friendly and we're going to demote pages that aren't mobile friendly. Uh, first time they would ever pre-announced anything like that. So, I, th- I mean, I think that's a step in the right direction. It gave, you know, businesses, uh, webmasters, et cetera, you know, a good two months or so to figure out, you know, what do I need to do, Um <laughs> And I think a lot of businesses and, you know, we just had a conference in Seattle, uh, the company I work for, we put on marketing conferences and, and one of the Google people was speaking about it. And he said that, yeah, you know, in that two month period, there were a lot of webmasters that made their sites, made their pages mobile friendly. They took advantage of that. So, I mean, I think I'd like to see more of that. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and anytime they can sort of give a heads up, I think that would be good. But they're obviously not always going to do it because you can't telegraph everything. So,
0: right. And so. Like to, to me, like that was kind of a kind of a weird scenario. Where like uh, for wood designers, it's just like because we've been doing this responsive web design push uh, for for now years. Like our first re- responsive design summit was was it 2012? You know, and so it's uh it was really weird to see like uh, Google just comes out and say like yeah, we're really just gonna you know push everything to mobile. Uh, so if you don't have a like a mobile friendly website and you're not using many, many queries, then irrigate the mode And so then all of a sudden, it was like, you know, cockroaches in the middle of the light, you know, like light, light turned on. Like, oh my gosh, you know, everyone really, really wanted responsive design. And so uh, I was I was a little bit on the fence about that. You know, I'm a big favorite component uh, of responsive design. Um, and all that, but I just feel like, like, wow, it's, there's so much content that's out there that's not ever, ever going to be mobile, like into a mobile-friendly format uh, just because it's been trapped in the Ember, if you will or yeah. and it just you know it's not it's not worth anyone's time or money to to update the uh, encasing you know of, of this content but it's still be out there like um and so do we just like just let that go and, and not be found because if it's third page on google search results it's not going to be found you know yeah. so i don't i felt like that was kind of like eh, but that's also the 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 enjoyment in the uh you know google's google's uh, placement really for for uh being awesome in the uh, in the search engine marketing world, I guess. is just that they can actually dictate, like, yeah, this is what's going to be from now on. And so, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know, that's just my, that's yeah. my sandbox, I don't know.
1: It's, it's, well, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell, just to add to this, um, um, so as you, as you, like with my U2 website, um, yeah. at U2, it's 20 years old this year. Uh, it's not mobile friendly at all. I mean, it's not responsive design now. We don't have an M dot or anything like that. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's it's you know, there's no money to to hire anybody to you know, etc. Um, it's had the same design since I think we the last time we did a redesign was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. So I wrote an article actually on Search Engine Land about this. Uh, I published like you know a, a couple of days before April twenty first, before the that mobile update was supposed to happen, and I and I just said. You know, look, here's a website that's been around for 20 years. Google loves it, you know, because it's, you know, for 20 years, if you do a search on Google just for the band's name, it's right there in the top three nonstop. If you right. do a search for YouTube News, it's number one. You do a search for YouTube Lyrics, it's been top three. Right. Um, so it's got all kinds of trust built up, all kinds of authority, you know, links from major news organizations, the whole nine yards. And I said, you know, but my site's not no mobile friendly. So, Am I suddenly going am I about to get, you know, annihilated off the face of the earth? Um, you know, so where's the balance? Is, is, it imp- is it more important to have, you know, a mobile friendly page? Uh, is Google going to reward, you know, a mobile friendly page that has less trust and authority? Or is it going to still, you know, recognize, all right, this is really trustworthy content. It's not mobile friendly, but we still need to show it on the mobile search results. So, I was fully expecting to get completely annihilated because, like I said, the site hasn't been changed design wise in six, seven years, and it's not mobile friendly. It's, I mean, I recognize it's a bad experience on the smartphone. Um, but, I mean, here it is, you know, early June, mid June. Uh, it's been two months. And if you're on your smartphone, if you do a search for YouTube, it's still right there. Mm-hmm. Do a search for YouTube lyrics, it's still right there. Do a search for YouTube news, it's still right there. Now, our mobile traffic, has gone down, you know, slightly. It, that, that, it's starting to trend down a little bit. Um, but it's not it, – it hasn't impacted, you know, some of those real key, you know, basic terms. So I suspect that, you know, maybe if somebody's doing a search for, you know, a specific song lyric or something like that, you know, maybe those pages don't rank well anymore. But right. sort of, you know, the homepage still does, the main lyrics page and all that sort of stuff. So, I, you know, it's um, – so for me – you know, that was my soapbox issue. Soap box issue. You, you know, how do you balance mobile friendly versus trusted content? And so I'm just, you know, personally relieved to see that they're saying, all right, this is trusted content. We still right. need to show it. Right. Even though it's not, uh, not mobile friendly. So we're, we're, we're now kind of in the process of you know, we've done some fundraisers and so we have a little bit of money. And so now we're going to try and find somebody that knows how to do responsive design and try and make the website. Cause it's, I mean, it had, like I said, it hasn't been updated in forever. So sure. We need to yeah. do this anyway, so we'll make we'll we'll figure out a way to make it responsive, and that way it looks nice and pretty on a phone okay. because Google says so. We have to do it, Chris.
0: I, I know it's exactly right. So like, like hey, wake up, February. By the way, your boss Google just yeah. says, but yeah. So like, actually, this my ne- my next book is going to be about uh, retrofitting websites, and so just for people who are caught in this limbo and uh, you know don't have the money, like if you're small, not small, like just if you're like a nonprofit or if you're just a large corporation right. who it costs you millions of dollars to build your website and you don't really have another million dollars laying around to like hire someone like to redo everything. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's my next book. This is the free people from, from that, but, uh, uh, and be more mobile friendly like that. So
1: keep me posted on on your progress on that. I'd be curious to see if I can help spread the word about it because there's all, I mean, there's a ton of small, as you said, nonprofits, small businesses that, I mean, they just, they don't have the time or the resources to do this kind of thing.
0: Right. Yeah. And so it's, uh, and so we did actually did, uh, our fact conference which is the responsible design design conference. And so, uh, I hate to say RWD d- design, but, uh, it's like saying design twice, but, uh, it was, a d- you know, for designers, but developers showed up uh, twice and, uh, it was, it was, it was for designers. Well, I'm trying to say it's for it from designers, but developers showed up. It's like a 50, 50 mix. You're like, what? Like, why, why are you guys here? And, uh, we're you're here, but you know, what's right. going on? Um, and what happens, like, the second year we did uh, Artifact was, like, uh, Capital One uh, came uh, to uh, both our, our uh, conferences that year and, and did a session, and they were great guys. And there was people who just, like, three, 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 three programmers and engineers just, like, we we're going to make uh, uh, Capital One mobile-friendly, and they just, like, sat and they just made Dot mobile-friendly, and then they showed it to their, you know, to the people, like, hey, we made it. And so it's like these three people just came in and and did it. Now, like, and during this conference, they came out and just said, hey, we're we're buying a adapted path, <laughs> you know, just like, which is like this major UX, you know, agency, which is which <laughs> like, I guess mobile is really important, uh, I guess, and uh, so yeah, but uh, but um, so so like so Google does this great push. Uh, just backtrack a little bit. Just push for Google mobile friendly. Uh, initiative, and I'm just going to just say some weird things, and then I about search engine because that's what little I know. I want to see we make sense of it, but okay, go, <laughs> go, go, go. Every once in a while, I hear like, "Oh no, panda release," going <laughs> to happen. Uh, is there page worried about it? And I'm like, uh, "What does that mean? <laughs> uh, what's happening?" Um, and so, what my 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 gathering is that Google is like fine tuning and trying to. Reduce a lot of spam, you know, like spam links. Uh there's lots of um you know, back in the was it early two thousands, uh, you know, people would just do a whole bunch of uh landing pages, like six, seven, eight, ten million eight, 10 million landing pages, all like attuned to each one has a keyword or key phrase and and uh, you know, there's a niche industry that, you know, when I was, you know, doing uh doing web design and uh back in the day it was just like I would meet people and they would do that and I was like, wow, that is really boring. And then um but also, like you know, and they would do. Some people would do it manually, and I was like, if you're doing it manually, you just know that if someone has automated the system, churn this out and uh, it's going to beat you uh, tomorrow morning to do it. So anyway, so that's like, what is Panda? Like, what type of like, and and like, was it you know, was it mean to your industry, uh, to search engine opposition like launchers and so on.
1: So, a panda was the name of a huge algorithm update that I think um, early 2011, I believe, mm-hmm. um, where they targeted, and, and there, there was, I mean, there, there was. I, I think Google would admit this. Their search results, the quality of their search results, you know, were pretty poor in the year or two. Um, before this because they weren't able to keep up with all the stuff you were just talking about all the, the tricks and the spam and the automation of content and all this sort of stuff. Um, and so you had, you know, you had content farms, content factories, um, you know, like, um, like, uh, what would it be like ehow.com or whatever. You know, they used to brag, excuse me, they used to brag that they, um, you know, that they created like, you know, 70,000 new web pages a day based on what people search into Google, you know, so if you did a search for, you know, how to tie my Converse sneaker, they, you know, the next day, they'd have a page answering that question. And it was just this, you know, really low quality. I mean, oh my gosh, I remember they used to have articles on their site about how to drink a cup of water. (laughs) Right, like I mean, pretty basic stuff, and just you know, first and and so it would go into. Gosh, I wish I could. I used to have a presentation on this, even um, showing some of the examples of these just utterly terrible web pages. Um, You know, so it would be how to drink a cup of water. Step one: find a cup. Step two: go to the sink. Step three: turn the faucet on. Step four: hold the cup under the fire. Right, just utter garbage. Right, And this stuff, because eHow, you know, these, I don't want to just pile on them, but the, because these sites produced so much content and there was, you know, all sorts of interlinking going on and, you know, they basically had figured out a way to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to trick Google into ranking their pages, you know, higher than, than they deserve to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Google came out with this, this Panda update in 2011 that just said, you know what, we, you, you know, we're going to target, you know, thin content web pages Mm. and, you know, thin content websites and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, there was this, I I remember doing a, doing an article on search engine land, you know, like six months or so, eight months after it came out where, you know, some researchers, university researchers, I think uh, compared, you know, search results before and after and said, you know, Hey, and, and, oh, by the way, and Bing followed suit pretty quickly after that and said, you know, we're also targeting, this low quality crap on the web and we're not going to, you know, give it as much visibility. And so there were studies that, you know, six to eight months later that said, you know, it's actually working, you know, the, 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 the quality of the search results is better. A lot of this, this low quality stuff is no longer being found. Um, it's been what four years or so. And um, you know, I think in general, most people, you know, in the, in the SEO industry look at that um, as, you know, a, a step in the right direction. But yeah, that's, that's what, it, I mean, it targeted a lot of that low, you know, the automation of content that you were talking about.
0: Right. So like, so how often does a Panda come around? Like, is there like, I assume there's other uh, changes of other code names that, that come around for, for, for Google.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they t- they're, I mean, they're constantly, I mean, they, they, they say that they make what 500 changes per year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the vast majority of which, you know, no one knows about, don't get any press, don't get any attention, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I mean, just based on that number, it's, you know, more than one per day that, that they're changing uh, the search results. Um, you know, how often does Panda come? You know, Panda is something that they run, that they update, they do a data refresh. Uh, if I had to guess, probably five or so times a year, five or six times, I think, I think they've done... 20 some odd data refreshes on it where they just sort of run the system again to filter out anything that's gotten through. Um, They just at our conference last week, they just said that they're going to run another Panda refresh within the next uh, few weeks. So there should be one pretty soon. But they do. You're right. They have they have other algorithms. There was um, there was the penguin algorithm that uh, targeted low quality links, the kind of stuff that you were talking about earlier where, you know, I'm trading links with you link to me, I'll link to you. And then this third person would link to him and he'll link to us. And so, you know, the penguin algorithm targeted, uh, you know, a lot of that sketchy uh, linking that people were doing. Um, There was a pigeon update that targeted spam in local search results. Um, So yeah, there, I mean, there's been, there's all kinds of, all kinds of uh, updates, you Mm. know, Probably, I would say I don't know four, maybe five per year right. are important and big enough that you know they get national attention and coverage and that sort of thing.
0: Okay. So, what type of news? Uh, I mean, I hate this. I hate to sound like so generic. Like, so what type of news? Like, other than these updates, like, what type of things do you usually cover? Like, do you cover like the what what happens in like Yelp, like in terms of their Foursquare and stuff? Like, what type of things do you? What other hot issues out there, out there that you know, like as a web designer, that uh, you know that that you know I might not know about or I should be, you know, more interested in if I if I were to go into more search engine optimization and marketing.
1: Yeah, I mean, we cover on on search engine land and marketing land. We cover you know, obviously Google is a huge focus because you know it has such a huge market share, and when you know when you start a business, you want to know how to you know how are people going to find me in Google. But you know, Bing has. You, you know, uh, good use of, you know, there's, there's, you know, millions of searches a day on Bing. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, tons of usage of Yelp. There's, uh, you know, all sorts of other, other stuff going on. Um, so yeah, so we, you know, we cover a lot of that local search is big. Um, you know, people looking for small businesses, you know, in their area, um, you know, you go, you travel to Hawaii, you're looking for a restaurant, et cetera, et cetera. Um, There's, um, you know, I would say of of note to the design community, I would say, um, you know, especially in the last couple years, even there's been some Google updates um, that, you know, where they talk about how usability is, you know, a ranking factor these days. I mean, one of the the updates that we covered was, um, you know, pages that have too many uh, advertisements above the fold. Right You know, where the content is pushed down and there's just you know just a bunch of ads above the fold. Uh, you know those pages uh, you know got demoted because that's not a good, you know it's not a good user experience. right um, And so I think you know I, I think that's probably just been one of the you know one of the the biggest trends in the last three or four years in that all the you know like SEO used to sort of be, be its own thing, but all this other stuff now comes into play. you know usability is a part of it. and, the speed that your page loads, you know, that, that there's an algorithm that, you know, if your page, uh, you know, takes too long to load, there's a chance it's not going to get the visibility that it used to get in Google. So, you know, I think, I think, you know, for the design community, I think it's, you know, a lot of that stuff that 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 designers are doing to improve the user experience, you know, Google wants to show pages that have a good user experience. So I think, you know, that's, that's a, a big part of SEO.
0: Yeah, because there's been just a, uh, the Google Developer Outreach, you know, and also just you know, and I think our web design community has been just within the past year just been uh, just just embracing performance and making sure yeah. things are faster. Like uh, we used to do a web performance summit online, it's online conference uh, for like two years, and like no one showed up. I mean, it was it was great. I mean, it was like it was nice, you know. People did show up. It was like a slowdown, people, but once, but only when it came turns into uh, responsible design. Did people show up and say like, oh yeah, we're good about performance. And so now people uh, yeah. show up for performance. So yeah,
1: and I, I, you know, I, I was at um, I was at Google I/O oh, late May or whatever it was, two weeks or so ago, and um, you know, which is their developer conference. And I mean, the whole event was mobile focused. I mean, there was like almost no mention of what's going on in the desktop. It was just mobile, 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 mobile. Right. And they announced, you know, uh, two months or so ago, I think they announced that. Uh, you know, in the U S and I think nine or 10 other countries that there's now more searches happening on mobile devices than on desktop. So right. it's uh you know, th- that, that's a huge focus, you know, for search marketing these days is, you know, how
0: are things working
1: on the phone? Right.
0: Exactly. Okay. Cool. Um, and then what about YouTube? Are you, are you, is there any like search engine optimization or marketing for, for YouTube? I mean, it's because the the, the phrase I keep on hearing is uh, YouTube is the number two search engine. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, there's it, 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 it's I, I don't remember where that that data actually may come from Google. But, yeah, for <laughs> some time now, it's uh, uh, there's more searches on YouTube than anywhere except for Google itself. Um, and, and so is there is there YouTube SEO? There is. Um, it's not something that in my SEO career I ever spent a ton of time doing, um, but yeah, but there are, there are resources, you, you know, if, if you do, I mean, we have a section on, on our sites devoted to, you know, video news and video SEO and, and, and visibility you know, just general video marketing. Um, and if you do, if you were to do a search for, you know, video SEO or something like that, I mean, there's, there's, you know, websites dedicated specifically to covering that. And, and, um, you know, at our conferences, we, we, you know, we always have YouTube related sessions, um. And there's, you know, there's, you know, my wife, I tend to deal in, with small business the most. You know, my right. wife's a small business owner, family members are small business owners, friends have small business. So there's been a real push, you know, just in the last two, three years for small businesses to recognize, you know, you should be putting good quality videos on YouTube. There's a lot of people searching for, you know, how to do this or how to do that, or, right. you know, what do I need to know about this? And that now there's a lot of Right. A lot of sort of, um, you know, informational-based searching going on on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just I just found like uh, I mean, that, like Not Breaking Spaces used to be an audio podcast and now we're doing it on uh, mm-hmm. on YouTube just because it's just like, you know, we, we grew up with the internet and you know, I, I'm familiar, uh, I'm okay with uh, surfing the, the web or whatever, but, you know, my nieces and nephews have, you know, have, grew, have grown up with YouTube. You know, if they need to find a solution, it's it's on youtube it's not uh it's not the...
1: google google i wish i could give you the exact number but google just released some of their own research uh you know a week or two ago saying that millennial, like youtube is the number one search engine for the for millennials it's
0: yeah.
1: as you said it's where they go
0: yeah it's just, it's crazy so uh so like just to get out of my element i'm going to uh VidCon, which is the, the youtube uh, conference and there's just like I have up to no expectations because I have no idea what's going to be there. It's just right. like, I have like, so I'm whether there's oh, a conference. Cool. Yeah, it's like, I'm going there's a comfort organizer to see how they put it together. But I'm also like, I have no idea because like, I, I would, you know, like I, I do want to do more videos and understand YouTube. I just like, as a designer who, you know, CSS and HTML and stuff, but wants to help produce, you know, great quality content for, uh, you know, for people who come to our, for H, you know, human stuff. And just like, I want to talk to people about like, hey. What does it take to make a great video and so, right. but uh, yeah so but yeah um so I think I mean, is there anything else that we need to know web builders uh for search engine you know just in general like practice because uh, i I hate to say this, but uh, you know, I'm not sure I said it enough, but because uh, when I talk to more search engine people I may have said it maybe me may, might be repeating myself, but I just like because when I talk to some search engine uh experts, it's, it's almost like I'm um, Talking to conspiracy conspiracy theorists, and so it's been really like great <laughs> to actually talk to you and like, hey, what about this? Because I have no idea about this. So, <laughs> like, because uh, sometimes people just like, are just. I, I get the I get the impression that some search engine people just are very fearful of Google, and uh, they're afraid of what the next you know changes are, like the next Panda, you know, whatever happens. And so I just, uh, you know, I just feel like you know. What what could be uh, you know what should we be aware of it just, and it sounds like from what you're just saying is like it just it's usability performance, and they keep on tracking whether that is like just maybe Google just coming up and saying, like hey, bring in the developers and and usability experts and content strategists and say like they'll build you a great website and therefore you will get good ratings because so we will deem those as worthy or something like that, so
1: yeah, I mean I think there there was somebody I wish I I wish there was somebody in uh in the SEO industry that and I wish I could remember who it was. Um but they said they said years ago that the analogy they made it was you know when you think about you know what Google wants to show in its search results. Um and the analogy was wherever users are going, that's what Google wants to show in its in its in its search results. And that's what Google talked about, you know, from day one, they always talked about, you know, we want to provide the best search results for our users. I don't think they were doing a very good job of that for the first, you know, first 10 years or so, but with the changes they've made in the last few years, I do think that a lot of the, the mysterious aspects, the tinfoil aspects of SEO um, I think uh, to, to, to a large degree a lot of that stuff is less important now. And, and so focusing, I mean, they've always, like I said, they've always said focus on the user and we'll take care of the rest and to a largely a lot of people are like, yeah, right, whatever. But I think they're getting much better at that now. Right. Um, and so, as I said, like I said, I think if you build a great website that, you know, just kills it on usability, kills it on content, Mm -hmm. And then you also got to market it still though. I mean, so it's got to have, you know, the SEO has to be taken care of, but you also got to market it because, you know, there's still the aspect of links and links being a signal of popularity. So you have to get out there and make sure that you are, you know, like when I was working with uh, a dermatologist um, was, you know, one of my main clients a few years ago, Um, you know, she had a blog where she, where she, you know, you know, wrote one or two articles per week with skincare advice. And great writer, fantastic content on her blog, but we also had to go out and market that too. So we had to, you know, connect her with local newspapers or, you know, uh, you know, uh, health-related magazines and get her some coverage in these in these sources, so that she started getting, you know, links from trusted sources as well. So you know, it's not just usability; it's not just great content. It's also still that marketing you know, to it. And so I think, you know, the the way the SEO industry itself has sort of evolved is that it's, it's not so much just sort of that mysterious stuff anymore. It's a more, you know, more well-rounded overall marketing kind of thing, you know, where SEO right. is sort of part of it, but there's also, you know, usability and social marketing and PR and all that sort of stuff. So I think it all kind of plays together now.
0: All right. Cool. Well, that's, that's pretty much like all I have for search engine marketing stuff. So, okay. but uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, so I want to transition because like I've I've known you uh for a while. I've known like you know, I've known of you in the, you know, uh beyond the internet. Just mostly mostly for like you two. Like uh because uh uh people watching this on YouTube, you, you can see like uh I'm very jealous of your YouTube uh office that you yeah. have right there. You have a nice <laughs> Joshua you have a nice Joshua tree yeah, photo right there. Uh, Pop art over here. Pop art <laughs> over there. And so um so one of the things I want to like switch gears a little bit so it's hurts. So um but I talk about uh, community as well as uh, your uh, I love of, of U2 is just that uh, we talked a little bit about at U2, too, uh, earlier about how, you know, you haven't changed it, updated it uh, for a while, but you're having the 20th anniversary of it. Um, and in web years, that's like agent, like that's 80, mm-hmm. years, that's 80 years old, really. And, web <laughs> year old. and so like, um, like just what's the history of uh, this, this website, this community of, at U2 and and how to get started.
1: It started in, uh, in 1995 since it's 20 years old. (laughs) Um, And so I put my first, I put this, this webpage online um, that was just about my favorite bands at the time. Uh, So it was, you know, it was mainly about two. but I think I also had some REM stuff on this webpage. I had some toad. you remember toad, the wet sprocket.
0: Yeah, I love Tudor rocket Sprocket, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. Who right? Everybody loves right? So yeah. I had some wet's Sprocket and R.E.M. and U2 and a couple other stuff. And, you know, so this, this is 1995 when, you know, if you found a new photo of your favorite band online somewhere, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing in the world. Here's a new picture online I've never seen before. And right. you just steal the picture and put it on your website. And, right. you know, so it's just a totally different world. But, yeah, so I just started this website about my favorite bands. And, You know, as you know, there, you know, there, there, there were on, there was wire was the, the, the mailing list for YouTube fans. There were some AOL groups for YouTube fans. And so you just get on, you kind of, you know, promote your website there and say, Oh yeah. Hey, I just put the lyrics up to, you know, hold me, throw me, kiss me, kill me on my website. Click here if you want to check it out. And so it eventually started, you know, growing some traffic that way. um, And it pretty quickly became, just about. I mean, it was probably only a matter of months that I had anything about other bands on, and so it just became a YouTube website pretty quickly um, because I was hanging out in those communities, right. and people would feed me content to put on the website, which in turn would then attract more people to visit the website, and it's just kind of sort of built that way.
0: Right. Okay. Cool. And so yeah, because like I think back in that time, like if you just found the web, it's it's one of the things I did when I, when I taught with design. It was just like. Uh, make people uh, make students build a website about something they loved, and whether it would, be a band or or like whatever, what have you. Just so the, you, you you would get more into building web pages. And so I was the same way. it was like, you know, I'd build like a list of links of things that that were cool on the yeah. web, you know, just and you know, and that's how I got into like, oh, I need to build a table to list all my favorite, you know, YouTube albums or whatever. And so I have to figure out how to make a HTML table and. I got, I got to make a guest book, you know, I got to make figure out a form element is. So, yeah. So, you know, so back in the day, so you just put all stuff like that, but, but to do and have a site that's lasted 20 years is this, what is the makeup of at U2 like right now? Like, 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 is it just uh like are the volunteers or just specific people who do specific roles? Like what, what is, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's all volunteers. I would yeah. love, I mean, there's, it's such a great group. I and I've said this a million times. I would love to be able to pay them, yeah. um, but you know, we've we've actually surveyed our readers over the over the years a few times. You know, like, and the, the thing that that our readers always say is, don't put ads on the website. We don't want any ads on the website. That's you know, it's and so I'm like, sorry guys, you know, we're not going to be able to make any money, so I can't pay you. <laughs> right. um, and so it's I don't know. It's it's I. It's amazing to me that like some of the people. Um, that work on at U2 have been doing it for, you know, almost the whole time. Like Sherry Lawrence um, came on, I want to say around 99 or 2000 maybe. And, you know, so that's 15, 16 years of voluntarily giving your time, you know, and she's got a husband, she's got kids and, you know, and so I'm just like, it just blows my mind that anybody wants to be involved in this. And, and yet Yeah. I mean, so we have like right now, I think there's about 30 or so, maybe 35 people on, on the quote staff. I'm going to use these terms that sound ridiculous because it's, it's a fan site and it's not, you know, like I said, it's all volunteer, but we call it the staff. Um, so yeah, so there's like 30, 35 people and there's, you know, there's a group of them that are on the news staff. There's a group of them that work on the tours site where we have all the concert listings and the set lists. Um, there's one guy named Ian Ryan who's been on board for I think ten years or so and he's our lyrics guy. So the whole lyrics section of the site is all his work and you know, so like a new album comes out and he gets on the headphones and just like <laughs> and figures out, you know, exactly what is being sung because it's never the same as what's in the printed booklet. Right. Um So, yeah, so people do have, you know, they do have, you know, specific roles. But, you know, if somebody that, you know, like Ian, for example, the lyrics guy, if he wants to, you know, do something, you know, write something news related, then, you know, he writes something news related. So it's all, I mean, it's pretty
0: loose that way. Okay. It's a loose federation. Sure. Yeah, that's a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. As YouTube fans, it's a great resource. And so I just, and and it's been around forever. So it's, it's been like, um, I I just don't know how that, how, how that is possible. So I just want to know. I don't I, either. <laughs> I, I don't know either. So yeah, so this is a short, this is a short segment of uh, how it's. so, but yeah, it's, you
1: know, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, why it's been around forever is because, um, so, so, depends what, what day, you know, on a different day, I'll give you a different, like some days, if you ask me, you know, how come uh, you two stole do I'll say, because I'm stupid and I haven't been smart enough to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other days I'll say, because, It is the most rewarding thing in the world to get feedback from our readers Mm -hmm. um, of how important the site is to them. And that sounds – I hate that it sounds like bragging because it's not. But we went to – it was June 2003, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland was – they had their U2, the big U2 exhibit then. Yeah, yeah. And so they wanted to put on a big – they wanted to put on a big party, and I don't know how they found us, but they found us, and they said, hey, would you help spread the word? We're going to put on a big party, and maybe you guys could come and kind of host and all this sort of stuff. So we sort of partnered with them in, in June 2003. So the website was eight years old or seven and a half years old by then. Um and so we went and, you know, the exhibit was fantastic. And they had U2 fans from all over, you know, Canada and Mexico. And I think from Europe came in and maybe even Australia for all I know. Um, and just hundreds of people on this, you know, this big party weekend. And we were sort of the hosts of the thing. And so you would come into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You'd go down to the entry level and we'd have our booth there with two tables and the laptop or not laptops, but the monitors set up with the website on. And, um, you know, we were giving out prizes and just welcoming people and, you know, answering questions, all this sort of stuff. I mean, that was – that was was like – I kid you not, that was life-changing because that was the first time I'd ever, like, had face-to-face interaction with our readers. And, like, the number of people that came up to us and were just like, oh, my God, the site is – like, it's so important to me to – because we can connect with other fans and all this sort of stuff and – it was just – like I said, I hate that it sounds like bragging because it's not, but it just that weekend was the first weekend that I understood what it mean, you know, what that we had a community built at that right, point, yeah. right? It was yeah. the first time that I really figured out, wow, there's something going on here that you know, it means something to people. And so that's why, mm-hmm. you know, that's the main reason why the site is still online. Because <laughs> there's yeah. a ton of people that for whatever reason enjoy what we're doing so we just try to keep doing it i guess i don't yeah. know
0: you know i've found this in other bands and uh other issues but like uh was it the elevation tour was one I, I actually saw by the, my most concerts of you two is this that uh uh it was the dedication to the queue line to the queue and organize and keeping it organized yeah. uh was is outstanding because because uh, we have a, uh, I'm in. I live in Austin now, and uh, there's like so many music festivals. Uh, we're actually thinking about uh, making a website called the "Is there a music festival this weekend?" Uh, <laughs> 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 I just can see like, oh, what's going on this weekend? Like, oh, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> uh, but like, but uh, you know, with music festivals like with South by Southwest, like they use every venue that's like in Austin downtown and around. If there's a park. There's a band probably playing, uh, but. You know, even with, um, and even like Sapphire has some rules about queuing up, but but for the big bands, you know, for REM or whatnot, uh, like, you know, my, uh, I hate, I guess i to throw talk in that. But it's just that, you know, no one cares enough to make sure, like, hey, this is uh, my order. Uh, I put my name on a sheet of paper or whatever, whatever, whatever it is, Google Docs now, I don't know, whatever they use now. But, you know, and uh, you can go out and you, you'll have your space in line. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, you know, stress about it, you know, don't, can't like, go off and not come back. But it's just like, yeah, I felt like the sense of order and respect uh, and the di- diligence also is uh, of the two fans is just uh, something I haven't seen in other uh, fans before. So, and I'm um, so, yeah, so I, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, you know, the, the community uh, being uh, being so great that it is. So, um, And it's something I saw and I was looking forward to during the, was it the the 360 tour. I saw them again. I was just like, I'm looking forward to the people in the line. And sure enough, there was yeah. like, <laughs> this is like people were like, yeah, yeah this is my line. Uh, this is uh, this is your placement in line. And uh, so it's just you know, and, and I don't find that in uh, elsewhere in other in other acts whatsoever. So and in fact, if I was to do a startup idea, that would be like to do GPS venue location and leave notes with like Foursquare or whatever. How you do you queue up line?
1: Right.
0: Um, and, and it's a startup idea because there's like no money be made from that whatsoever It's a perfect way to get funding that's a perfect way to get funding because <laughs> like it's just the ease of setting up for venue. But, uh, but yeah I don't know if it's the YouTube fans or we're not, or not but it's, it's, it's just crazy so that's a big pattern back uh, for all the YouTube fans out there so I guess and, and from I, I want to get your opinion uh, as a web person and uh, searching like what do you think of YouTube's online presence and, and stuff like that and yeah,
1: the official stuff yeah Oh wow, that's a loaded question.
0: <laughs> so I have to ask you that because I, I get I, I actually get physically ill every time I. Uh... They're a lot better than they were when they first started out. And, uh... Exactly. I was just, just you know I,
1: I think that what they just relaunched the website uh, well, a couple months ago, right? With when the new album came out, or somewhere around there. Yeah. I, so I, I mean, I think the web, I think the official website is better now than it's ever been. I mean, it's I mean, it's been. I mean, it's been pretty bad over the years, Um, but, you know, I I sense that they are finally, um, you know, finally opening their arms and and embracing, you know, the Internet more so uh, than they have in the past. I mean, you got to keep in mind with you two that go back and maybe you remember this, um, go back to like 1999 or 2000 or whatever it was. And they had their very first web presence. It was part of Island Records UK. Yeah. And one of the, you know, one of the sections of the website um, was this game where you had to control the four band members and help them get through a maze to get away from their fans. Right? <laughs> so I think, I mean, I, I kind of think that speaks volume to the <laughs> early outlook that they had on the internet. Was that part of the first? What was a game to help them get away from
0: the fans? It's like it's like, it like Beatles and the Hard Eight or whatever. Right?
1: Like wow, did you really have this
0: on your website back then? Yes. They it's did. Like to do item number one: <laughs> make fans quickly as possible. What can we? What can we do, guys? What can we do? Can you imagine if an artist
1: today? like just brand new artists coming out and they're launching their website. And they said, yeah, let's have a game where we, where we try to stay away from our fans. They'd be like this, you know, all their consultants are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> right. Oh man. Uh,
0: nice.
1: So yeah. I mean, they've, they've, I mean, they've been pretty, pretty dodgy and pretty. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. But like maybe ignorant in the sense of not understanding and appreciating what the web could yeah. offer them over the yeah. years. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah. they've always good.
0: Oh, my, my favorite part was, uh, was it a 360 tour? I could I be wrong, but uh, it could have been Elevation. I'm not sure. No. I think it was a 360 or whatever. It was uh, uh, Edge got, was on Twitter, and he would only post photos because yes. he felt like uh, words get trippy sometimes. I was like, only the guitarist for you 2 could get away with that. Yes. You know, just, just like... Yes. <laughs> so,
1: but I... <laughs> He was afraid that if he posted anything with words, that it would get misconstrued or taken right. out of context. So he only posted photos.
0: Yeah. It's like, I was just like, that is, uh, I thought it was a great concept. I'd probably like, oh, okay, cool. And then he would post things of like, here I am in a VIP area of the, uh, of Greece. Here you go. Where you will never set foot on. They're like, okay, thanks. <laughs> but it's i like, I'm glad we can relate. Thank you so much for posting that. <laughs> so. But uh but yeah. Very Kanye West of you. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh Matt, so where can, can people find you online?
1: Um I mean the easiest way to contact me is is probably Twitter. It's uh, just at Matt McGee. Mm-hmm. I'm, e- I'm I'm usually on Twitter throughout the day unless I'm you know traveling or whatever. Going to U two shows. Have you seen any shows this so far?
0: No, I haven't yet. Um they are staying away from Texas with uh like I guess we have a radioactive uh Yeah. Uh, border or something like that, but uh, <laughs> so actually, my uh, just see how uh, much of a U two fan I am. There's a mysterious ways a U two cover band based in Austin, and they are putting on a show later this month, and they're gonna play new songs from the album. Uh, I think for the, for the uh, just because U two is not playing in Texas, is that why? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever, because they actually broke up, uh, disbanded. A year or so ago so they're coming back to play and okay yeah i was like whatever it takes guys i don't care <laughs> <about it." laughs> so uh well,
1: hey it's it, it's it's a really great show so if you get a chance if it you know whatever sure. to to chicago or new york or wherever it's a
0: it looks yeah, great the YouTube, it. the youtube videos look awesome that uh, you guys are posting at youtube.com it looks like a really great show like very yeah. very more conceptual than past shows when i thought it was more mostly we can talk more about this like more stuff people but uh just like
1: <laughs> yeah. anybody that doesn't want to talk you to you it's okay to tune out now <laughs> yeah tune it, out.
0: It, it feels like very uh